0: Hello and welcome to Meet the Bishop. Today we have a special guest, our very dear and beloved His Grace Bishop Yusuf, Bishop of the Coptic Orthodox Diocese of the Southern United States. Hello, Sayedna, and thank you for being with us today. You doing, <laughs> dear, <Sayidna. laughs> okay, we're very honored that you are able to speak to our youth today through this CYC. Uh, we would like to start our discussion about the structure of the diocese, your, your grace oversees. Um, the number of churches, the number of states and also the priests your grace are overseeing.
1: Through the grace of God now the diocese actually cover eleven states from Florida in the east to Arizona in the west. And now through the grace of God we have eighty seven priests and this Sunday we'll ordain a priest for Our church in Nashville, so it will be 88 through the grace of God. Also have 63 churches plus 39 communities. Communities, small congregation can range from very few, like six or seven, to 100. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big range. But uh, we call them community as long as they don't have a permanent priest. Okay. Once they have a permanent priest, then we change their status from community to church. church. Besides, we have uh, consecrated sisters serving with us and two monasteries uh, one for the nuns and one for the monks. And the monks now they have uh, uh, 34, nuns 22, and we have eight consecrated service.
0: Sayedna, we would like to learn about your upbringing, where you were born, how you were raised, what college you attended, uh, the job you worked at, and uh, most importantly, the start of your service.
1: I grew in Cairo, but I was not born in Cairo. I was originally from Upper Egypt, so I was born in uh, Suhaq, but I I grew in Cairo, and I attended... um, St. Antut Church in Shobra. I studied medicine and specialized in ear, nose and throat. I practiced medicine for four years before joining the monastery. And then I joined the Surian monastery. And I stayed in the Surian monastery till uh, God called me through the mouth of His honest Pope Shenouda to come and serve here in in
0: America. Why did you decide to choose a monastic life? When did that happen?
1: The first time I visited monasteries, I was in high school, in uh, 11th grade actually. And I was touched by the peace and the serenity of the monastery. And I remember when I was standing with some of the monks I felt they have peace in the, inside their hearts, does not exist in the world, and there is smile when they speak and smile. I felt there is grace. There is the grace of God actually was showing on their face, and I remember when I returned back to Cairo, I went to my spiritual father and I told him I want to be a monk. So and he smiled and he told me focus first on your studies and let us uh, just focus on your relationship with god and after you finish your studies and work for some time we can see if this is the way that god wants you to take in your life or not but from that time actually i used to go and spend part of the summer vacation in the The monastery. monastery and this was the, the most beautiful time. Uh, I was looking from year to year to the time that I go and spend. And when I have more vacation during the year, the more actually I start to visit. And the desire since I was in high school until actually I joined the monastery did not fade away. It was always increasing in my heart. And I felt like uh, this is my real home. When actually I went back to the world, I felt I'm a stranger. For example, uh, with my friends in the medical school, they were speaking about their dreams. Some people, they want to travel to like Arab countries to make some yeah. money. Some people want to get... At our time, there was something called VQE, Visa Qualification yeah. Exam. So they want to get the VQE to, to come to America. you know, yeah. so people had dreams. I felt uh, I don't belong to this group, and I, I, I don't have these dreams. I was thinking about you know my life with, with God in, in the monastery. And after I graduated, uh, I thought that I can go directly to the monastery. But my spiritual father advised me again, and he told me, "You need to work a little bit." Mm -hmm. Maybe after you work and make money. Told me the money that you have now is not your money, it's your parents' money. But I want you to work and make your own money. Maybe your mind will change with work, not because of money, just with working. And uh, also, if you're going to forsake money, then it will be you forsake your own money that
0: you made. Yeah.
1: And I worked for four years and again, the desire did not change in my yeah. heart. So I decided just to leave everything sure. and go the monastery.
0: Were there someone in particular that influenced the decision-making of becoming uh, a monk or pursuing the monastic life? Your father of confession? Your no, no, no actually, my
1: father of confession was against it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not against it. He was trying to discourage me to make sure that if with his discouragement, I am still uh, confirmed existing. or, or, or mm. in, in my way, then this means it is from God. But I think many factors, not only one factor. Uh, we grew up in, in St. Anthony Church and St. Anthony is the father of the monks. Yeah. And you can imagine every year we have a revival for about 10 days. And these 10 days, all what we hear in the revival is about monasticism. Yeah. So I think this, and St. Anthony as a saint became like close to to all all the youth and the servants in St. Anthony Church. So this actually is a big factor on why I felt that's my way. Another factor, St. Anthony Church in general, the, the atmosphere was like ascetic and monastic. And... Um, That's why many monks actually came from Saint Anthony's Church, and there was two major centers in Egypt at that time: El Giza and Shobra. El Giza, His Grace Bishop Samuel of Blessed Memory, Abuna Salib Surial. So El -El Giza was known its direction is service and ministry. Shobra, its direction was more monasticism and asceticism. Okay. Uh, so d- two different schools. So again, I grew in this school, not only just the revival of St. Anthony, but the school in St. Anthony, Shobra, actually encouraging monastic life. Yeah. And many of my son's school servant, uh, he disappeared, and <laughs> when I ask about them, he is in the monastery, he became a monk. Yeah. So these were like uh, role models. Another factor actually is uh, uh, Pope Shenouda, the personality of Pope Shenouda and and his life when he became uh, the Pope in 1970. We were at that time in middle school, so we were influenced by his personality and, and his writings. One of the books actually that affected me is The Release of the Spirit by Pope Shenouda. And uh, his poems, like, all these poems also affected me. Uh, Besides, I have some Sunday school servants, some of them became monks, and they have a certain impact on on me in, in this direction. And my frequent visits, to the monasteries and the monks that I met there and spent the time with them also impacted me. So it was not only one person or one factor, but several factors together yeah. impacted me and made me consider this as the right way for me.
0: Your thoughts uh, when you were informed that you're going to be ordained as a bishop?
1: You know, I, I came here actually as a priest. And when Pope Shnoud actually asked me to come here, I declined in the beginning. But according to my spiritual father, he told me you need to obey Isayyid now. This is one of the vows of monasticism. So I came, and after three years, I asked Pope Shnoud that I want to go back to the monastery. So he agreed to go back to the monastery. But I think, when he agreed, he had another plan in his mind. So, after, yeah, I went back to the monastery, maybe after two or three weeks. So, Sayyidina asked me to serve with him in the uh, secretary, as a secretary to his holy pope, uh, And again, my father of confession, he told me, if uh, you agreed to go for three years, go and spend one year with Sayyidina. It's not right or it's not nice to tell him no and he wants you to be a personal secretary, so I accepted to serve in the secretary, and one month from being in, in the uh, serving as secretary of option order uh, the ordination happened so I think yani uh, يعني, يعني I said no
0: choice <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if I left the monastery. خلاص,
0: and what were your thoughts uh, when you were informed that you were going to serve in the U.S.?
1: As, as I told you, I, I came to U.S. as a priest first. Yeah. And this was my first time to leave the monastery, since I joined the monastery. And actually, I was not happy for so many reasons. Number one, I, don't, I didn't want to leave the monastery. Number two, the image at that time about service in America... It's not satisfying. It's not fulfilling, and they used it to tell us people in America they are uh, controlling. They have no respect to the clergy. He treats them bad as employee. You know, so and uh, even I never served it as a priest in Egypt. So they are taking me from the monastery, monastery into the, yes. sending me to America, and at that time there there was no bishops in America. Very few priests I remember in 89, in North America, US and Canada, all of us were about 32 priests. So as if I'm an island away from you know, any any support, I'm speaking spiritual support. Yeah. So for all these reasons, I, I, I had concern. And I remember in the first time I left the monastery, I left in the car, with um, uh, his eminence, Metropolitan Hedra of Swan of blessed memory. So I was speaking to him and I told him, I am I'm, I'm very concerned about going to America. And I explained to him the reasons that I just told you. Yeah. So Sayedna looked at me and told me, do you think, are you going to serve there? So I told him, yes, of course, Sayidna, I'm going to serve. What I'm going to do and, you know, I'm not going to serve. Not, maybe Pop Shinoza told him something.
0: <laughs>
1: so I told him, okay, I'm not going to serve. What i am going to do? So he told me, no, God will do all the service and you just watch God. What you're going to do is just watch him. And actually, after 33 years in America, since I heard this word in, back in 1989, I believe what Sayyidina Hedra told me was true 100%. Yeah. During all these 33 years, I am watching the hand of God. If you ask me, did you plan to have monasteries? At that time, no, I did not. This was not in my mind at all. But God actually, in a way, in a nice way, he forced the two monasteries on me. It was my not my plan at all. A Coptic reader that's used in the whole world. A youth now he's a priest came to me and told me I want to do application to help myself when he was ordained as agnostic, as a reader. So a Coptic reader was intended to help one person in his service, wow. and now Coptic reader is used all over the world. Sunday school curriculum. It is an idea. one of the faithful servants came to me and told me we need to have Sunday school curriculum. I told her, go ahead, start, you know. And she started, she she made everything. So most of the services here in Tatas, if not all of them, it is started by God yeah, and was actually <clears throat> executed by God. And I'm just sitting there watching the work of God. So what Sayyidina Nambiheder told me, you are not going to serve, but God will do the service and you will just watch it's very accurate,
0: very, yeah, very okay. true. Uh, Sayyidna, His Holiness Pope Chenou, the, the III uh, called you the flying bishop. Why do you think he chose uh, this title for you?
1: Sayyidna assigned me a big diocese in the area, but not yeah. in the churches. Okay. When we started back in 1993, the number of the families in the whole diocese maybe was one... Like one church, one big church. Uh, Yes, 11 states, but for example, in Florida here, Daytona Beach had seven, eight families, Clearwater, 12 families, Orlando, maybe 60, 70, Tampa, again, 40, Mm -hmm. 50, very small numbers. So, and the whole diocese had nine churches, And each church, the average was less than 100, maybe one or two churches more than 100, like Houston. But most of them was less than 100. That's why it was, as a number, it's a small number, but the area itself is 11 states. And if I sit in one place, for example, the headquarters in Dallas, so if I stay in Dallas, this means people in Florida will not see me, people in Arizona will not see me, Georgia, Tennessee. That's why I need to to fly from one state to another. And that's why his whole that I used to, to say about me flying bishop. And actually, I will tell you something literally correct. Since 1993 till now... I did not stay in one place more than one week, except during the COVID, when I stayed 10, yeah. ten weeks in the month yeah. But if we exclude the 10 weeks during COVID, actually, I did not stay during this 30 years in one place more than one week because I have to travel from one place to another place. I yeah. have communities. Usually, I visit them from... Friday and Saturday then churches I visit them like from Saturday to Wednesday and then the monasteries I visit them from Wednesday to Friday and alternate one week to the Corpus Christi and another week to Atlanta Georgia to alternate between the nuns and the
0: Your Grace, when you first started uh, serving in the US, what were the uh, obstacles and the problems you encountered?
1: Some people at the time, they were influenced by, and they have every right, because when they came here, they took the style of the Greek church, Greek Orthodox church, because Greek Orthodox is before us. So they were influenced by the style, not by the theology or doctrine, by the style. For example, The Greek Orthodox Church, they do Greek festival. Most of the churches start to do Coptic festival. So in order to change this mindset, to be spiritual, not about money, but about how to serve Mm -hmm. the churches better. And there was a big concern about how to finance and to support all these churches financially. And what we learned and what was proven to be true, if the people are served spiritually, money will come. But not many people believed in this. And I remember Florida had five churches at that time. And as I told you, Daytona and Clearwater had about 12 Family. families or something like that. So one of the fathers, because each church was suffering financially, so one of the fathers made a recommendation to me, he told me, Daytona, we should actually merge it with Orlando. Yeah. And Clearwater, merge it <laughs> with Tampa. Okay. So we'll have three churches Instead only. Of five, yeah. Uh, Tampa, Orlando, and St. Mary. At the time, it was in Pampano Beach in the south. Because to help in, in yeah. the finances of the churches. So I remember I went to His Holiness Pope Shenouda and uh, I asked him, I told him one of the priests recommended this because all the churches are struggling financially. So Sayyidina smiled and told me, people expect when a bishop comes to open new churches, not to close to churches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then he, he encouraged me, I said, don't worry, money will come and you will see the work of God. And you will need to open more churches, not to close to churches. And what Sayedna told me through the grace of the Holy Spirit, proven to be uh, true. Mm-hmm. Today, Daytona, the, the we consecrated this beautiful church today. And it's very active church, has a big congregation. Clearwater now has... Seven churches, Tampa, water, <laughs> yes. there are seven churches, you know, so to work on the mindset of the people, to change this mindset to a spiritual mindset, and just focus on your spiritual life, focus on the service, uh, and God will, will, will send the money. He, he, when he sent the apostles, he told them, don't take silver or gold or copper in, in, in your uh, bags, And when they returned, the Lord asked them one question. Did you need anything? Then they told him, no, we did not need anything. Yeah. Uh, And God wants us to focus on the spiritual service, and he will send us the money that we need. That's why sometimes when uh, they tell me, some churches, uh, not in our diocese, they do festivals or uh, sell and buy, I tell them, you know what? Maybe they need to stop these things so God can actually provide, (laughs) because when they rely on these things actually they will continue struggling financially. But maybe when just they put their trust in God, God will provide more than what these activities provide.
0: Sayyidina, so, what are most, the most important accomplishments you think um, God allowed it to happen during the few years of service?
1: I will not call it accomplishment, but I will call the work of the Holy Spirit uh, here. We are living in a very, very ungodly world, very ungodly world, yeah. to see how the Holy Spirit actually working in the life of people in general, and youth in particular, to protect them from this ungodly world. That is the main calling of the church. Yesterday, as I said, we consecrated St. George's Church in Daytona Beach. Yesterday you had vigil almost 12 hours. And most of the people who stayed us, the 12 hour are youth. Yeah. Boys and girls, not only deacons, and girls also. And how these people actually loved the church and loved to praise the Lord. And to, they came actually from different areas. That's actually the work of the Holy Spirit. Actually, I told them today, we are happy to have a beautiful church like this. But at the end, the really church is the people. If we have beautiful cathedrals, but we are not transforming into the likeness of Christ, What is the benefit? The cathedrals one day will pass away because heaven and earth will pass away. But what actually will continue is our transformation into the likeness of Christ. This is what we are going to take with us into the heavens. Having monasteries and we see how people come there for retreat, to renew the spiritual vows of the Lord or some people come and, and repent. They were completely drifted away and after spending a few days in the monastery we can see how, how many people actually repented. In, in, in my opinion, this is actually the real miracle. As the father said about his son, he was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and found. So repentance is resurrection from the dead. It's a miracle of raising someone from the death. And, and we see also youth dedicated their life, either consecrated servant or monks or nuns, with all the attractions and the pleasures of the world. And these people highly educated and, and they forsake everything. And to live in poverty, to live in uh, obedience, to live in, in self-denial and chastity, uh, and to take these vows joyfully and be happy uh, in living this life, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Definitely, and this was the vision of His Holiness Pope Shenouda, and before him, His Holiness Pope Kirillos and now His Holiness Pope Tawadros. Having churches and having clergy and having bishops This actually will help to protect uh, the people through this spiritual atmosphere from being absorbed in the world and the ungodliness of the world. So, and what is the message of Christ? Repent for the kingdom of God. So if the church actually helping people to repent and to live life of repentance, we accomplished the calling of Christ. And as I said, it's not our accomplishment. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. We are just the tools in the hand of the Holy Spirit, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit in, in the church.
0: Um, Sayedna, we know that you love CYC very much, and you are one of the most beloved bishops on the screen. Uh, what is your vision for the channel and for the future of the channel?
1: CYC is doing a great a service, because it is the only channel that is all English, uh, and not only all English, but also is directed toward the Yeah. And as as I see now, there are many different antagonistic currents in the world. For example, people who are casting doubt on the existence of God, atheism and agnosticism. The sexual immorality and the moral liberalism like same-sex marriage, homosexuality, transgenderism, etc. Even from within the church, people who cast uh, doubts on the teaching of the church, like the infallibility of the scripture, like the original sin, like the penal substitution, like um, the sacraments of the church. The church actually is attacked. As usual, Satan is attacking the church, but as the Lord promised us, gates of hell will not prevail against it. So church is attacked all the time. So I see actually by addressing the youth and addressing all these issues and trying to give them answers about all these issues. For example, If I'm in work and I have people who are homosexual or transgender around me, how can I witness to Christ in this? People are casting doubt on my faith uh, that God does not exist. Or people who actually misinterpret some verses in the scripture and and how uh, through CYC we can give them the accurate understanding of the Scripture according to the teaching of our early church fathers, And, and so on. And I see CYC is doing this, and they are very, very focused on the daily challenges and how to respond to it, but not only that, but also on the spiritual growth of the people. So the uh, CYC is not only directed toward people who have doubts, yeah. but also directed toward uh, people who are established in the church how to grow. Also, like this program that you are doing right now, uh, Meet the Bishop, it connected the church here with the our mother church in Egypt. Because I know you interview not only bishops from America, yeah. but bishops from Egypt. So this also will connect the people here with the Mother Church, because yeah. we are one church, even if we have different location or different cultural background. But we are one church. Yeah. And and the, the power of our church here in America, when it is strongly connected with the Mother Church in, in Egypt. So may the Lord bless CYC, bless all those who are serving in, in CYC, and we pray for more success for this blessed channel.
0: This is a personal question. Uh, what is your favorite season of the year and your favorite hymn?
1: Of course, the favorite season <laughs> is, uh, is the Holy Week. Definitely, every week, uh, one of my favorite seasons, all the reading and all the hymnology, etc. Favorite hymns, I, mean, I have more than one, but ten uh, Sok, which means we follow you with all our hearts. I-, I like this hymn because I feel that every morning, midnight praises, we renew our vows to the Lord to follow him with all our hearts yeah. and to serve him. So that's for a very long time, even before I joined the monastery, this hymn has a special place in my heart.
0: So Yudna, can you um, give our daughters and sons um, of the diocese an advice or advices on how to conduct their lives outside the church? In, in a world full of uh, conflicts, and disagreements, and changes.
1: We had <laughs> a, a very blessed servant in uh, St. Anthony Chowra was ordained a priest in Dumyat with um, his eminence, Metropolitan of Blessed Memory. And he passed away a few years ago. And I think his son is ordained a priest. His name is Abu Nabul al-Hadidi. So when he went to Dumyat to be ordained, I was maybe at that time in high school. So I asked him for advice. The same question you are asking me right now. So he gave me this advice. He told me, don't leave the altar, the altar, you will get your restraints from the altar in order to go and face the challenges in the world. So actually, my my advice to our children, boys and girls, to actually be connected to the church, to the life of the church, to the altar, to communion to praises to the Word of God, to the sacraments of the Church, to the seasons of the Church. Because when we come here, we get our strengths and then we go to the world and we face all the challenges in the world. Then we come back in order to be recharged and refilled and go to witness to Christ to be a light to the world and soul to the earth and come back to the church. So it's a continuous process. But the person who separates himself from the church dries and become lukewarm and became an easy target for the devil.
0: Okay, with this we end our discussion today. Thank you very much Saidna for your time.